0: limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show
1: and by the grace of god it is finally friday welcome to the show please come inside there's much to get to i think the january 6 hearings were on again yesterday not really sure because nobody's watching because you know it's uh, how do i put this a load of crap yeah there you go uh, <laughs> Anyway, glad to have you uh, here. We have uh, much you can do as far as inflation, as far as gas prices. Uh, those are the table, kitchen table issues that we all are having. Unfortunately, uh, you're probably going to end up burning your kitchen table in the fireplace by the time fall rolls around because the price of energy has gone through the ceiling. I still am I'm teetering on. I'm still driving the car with the, uh, with the fuel light on. Just uh, just kind of pushing it a little bit further. Yesterday I drove to, I think it was uh, Walmart, Walmart, and the light had just come on, so I think I got about a gallon and a half, two gallons of gas in the car. I'm just shuddering because the last time I filled up the 2009 Toyota, uh, it was $76. And uh, it's gone up about 50 cents since then per gallon where I live. So we're going to be over, a, uh, probably closer to a $100 to fill the car. So I'm, uh, I'm pushing it off. I'm pushing it off. And uh, a new survey uh, examines a range of issues facing the country. Found that. What is number one on the list? Is it uh, CRT in schools? It is not CRT in schools. Is it teaching children about uh, gender uh, gender uh, choice and uh, uh, sex and sexuality for uh, preschool? It's not on the... Hold on. I'm still looking for it. Is it letting drag queens uh, read for story time? Is that on the, the list? No, it is not. Uh, number one, is it Ukraine war? No, it's not that. Uh, it is um, inflation. Inflation is the number one thing. And listen to this. Would you, would you believe that when you survey Americans, how many percent of people in this country are very concerned about inflation? 75% would be, like, really big. People would be very concerned. And 80% would be, geez, ungodly, 85, holy heck. How about uh, 91% of Americans are concerned about inflation? How many Kardashians are there? Because I'm thinking they're the only ones. Maybe LeBron James, maybe uh, some Hollywood types, professional athletes, and certainly swamp dwellers aren't worried about inflation because, you know, they never have to do any cutting. They never have to do any cutting. Uh, 91% of Americans are concerned that reflects a three-point jump from 87% the same time last month. This also coincides with the news of inflation soaring to 8.6%, a 41-year high, and interest rates now into the sixes. But don't worry, guys. Democrats said and have been saying that this is all transitory.
2: I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic.
3: as from May
1: of
4: last
3: year. Analysts believe that it will have a temporary a transitory yeah, temporary.
4: impact. A uh, faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going
1: to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's touched. That's June of 2021. about it. this great. Uh, that's one year ago. Great. Deal. This is something
2: that. Will uh, settle down. Transitory.
1: Transitory. July. Data
5: shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's Mm -hmm. highly unlikely that's going to be long term inflation that's going to get out of hand. That's
1: July of
6: 2021.
5: I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation.
6: Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff. This is August, by the way, and now this is October. McLean enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are
4: high class problems.
1: What is the Granholm plan? In November. In November of last year. To increase oil production in America. <laughs> You little people without your $70,000 EVs, (laughs) ha, ha, ha.
3: It's hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, That, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now
2: and that lower prices are on the way.
1: The inflation has everything to do. That's with... That's January of this year. It's a Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. That would be half a year ago, and now this is March. I'm going to do
5: everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. <laughs> if you want to
1: get rid of inflation, <laughs> the only way to uh, do it. I think it's beyond a price hike. It's more like a price wedgie at this point. Is to um, re- undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. I think ever
7: since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up,
1: rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. There you go. And, you know, the positive thing, there, there are some positives out of this. Uh, Joe Biden's actually looking Jimmy Carter. Uh, uh, Jimmy Carter's actually saying thank you, by the way, for uh, sucking so badly. It's awesome. Thank you for being so bad. Not the worst president
8: anymore. Worst president that we ever had. Oh, Yeah. Thanks to Joe, Jimmy Carter is off the hook. I really appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought we'd see a president even worse than me. Oh, my God. The Carter gears were a picnic compared to this. Welcome back, Carter. Joe, you are. Screw up everything you do. Oh, yeah. Blaming everybody
9: but yourself. Yeah, I look good next to you. Thank you for being so. I wanna thank
8: you. (laughs) Jimmy wants to thank you. Thank you. Amy wants to thank you for
10: being so.
1: And, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, people are wondering why the heck, why in the heck are uh, gas prices the way they are? I, I had a conversation at a farmer's market last Saturday that I stumbled on. I stumbled on it. Okay, I don't spend Saturdays antiquing or going to farmers markets. There's a dog park next. It's okay. I'm just not going to explain it anymore. Uh, but anyway, so I'm at a farmers market talking to a guy who runs camera for a local TV station, and he's selling farmers market stuff. And he was complaining about the, uh, you know, the prices stuff and how expensive it is to do business. And then he then he went on to tell me that this whole gas thing is not Joe Biden's fault. This is just the market doing it. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. But uh, unfortunately, um, there's there's this.
2: Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration?
1: No. It would be, we would
5: we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No. Well,
1: that's not very fossil-y. Ability for the
5: although you are one oil industry to continue to drill. Period. I guarantee you. We're gonna end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and yeah, stopping yeah, new yeah. pipeline infrastructure and No more, no new fracking. We are gonna get rid of fossil fuel. What the frack? I've argued against uh, any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal land.
1: And that's what he did.
5: No one's gonna build a coal-fired plant again, and we're gonna get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes.
4: Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes.
1: Okay, now uh, that came out. And then here's uh, Corinne Jean-Beljean, uh, yesterday the new White House spokesperson for the, uh, the Biden administration, um, uh, basically saying, you know what, you're right, you're absolutely right. Uh, fossil fuel is a good thing, and we need to start, um, we need to start drilling more and getting the price down. <laughs> Who am I kidding? To do
4: real more here in the U.S. though,
1: <laughs> we,
11: because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is with the oil. We don't
1: need to up production.
3: Oil
11: that's out there. We need the, to, them to refine that oil so that so that prices so that the capacity could go up and then prices it would go down okay, inherently yeah. go down.
3: Yeah. And so
1: I know the president once said that he was going to yeah. end fossil fuel. Yeah. Is that now off the table?
11: No, we are going to continue uh, ah, to move forward with yeah. our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change. Uh, okay
1: now this is uh what uh, many people would calling uh, doubling down on failure i'd call it doubling down on stupid i mean ungodly ungodly stupid um and, and i would i would like to think that maybe this is perhaps just by accident because you know so many academics and uh uh, and so many bureaucrats are involved in Washington, D.C., but it's not. This is the class of 1968. That's what it is, the class of 1968. Barack Obama said in 2007, European gas prices, European electricity prices, that's what he wanted, and that's what he's getting. And it's getting ugly for you and me. It's really gotten ugly for farmers. I, uh, I grew up on a farm in Iowa, by the way. Yeah. Record diesel prices could lead to a food shortage in the United States. And what did I tell you last year? I said uh, once the COVID crisis is over, there's going to be a what? There's going to be a fossil fuel gas crisis. Then, then, then there's going to be a food crisis. And the government will most likely try to ride in, ride in and save everything. Yesterday, I got a call from Estelle in, uh, in California. And she said that uh, Gavin Newsom, he'd been promising that everybody get gas cards because the price of gas is so stupid expensive in California because of regulation and taxes. And uh, Gavin Newsom has decided to put that off. They were supposed to come a little bit later this summer, maybe the end of the summer, early fall. But apparently uh, the gas cards aren't going to get there until right around uh, the first week in November, which I believe is, uh, what is that first week? It's Thanksgiving. is the third third uh, Thursday in September. it? Um, yeah, Election Day. Election Day is when they're going to come out. And it was supposed to be um, a $400 gift card. Now I think it got it down to $200, Now maybe even below that. Anyway, uh, this is according to John Boyd, the president of the National Black Farmers Association. He said in an interview, he said that for so long we've enjoyed lots of food in this country, so we've never faced a food shortage, and I think that's coming in the coming months. Average diesel prices in the U.S. reached $5.75 a gallon, representing a $2.40 percent increase compared to the same period last year. Now, for those of you who uh, didn't grow up on a farm, the uh, farmers have these big things called uh, tractors, and uh, they do things like they plow up the ground, and then they harrow the ground, and, they, and then they plant the seeds, and then the seeds grow, and then they bring out another tractor, and they harvest the seeds, which, by the way, the seeds grow into corn and soybeans and other products that if you don't eat, animals eat, and then we eat animals. And, uh, it's It's called a food chain thingy. Oh yeah, and there are no um electric tractors um, or farm equipment or dump trucks or uh, the big tractor trailers to drive to the grain elevators to deposit the grain uh, they, they, they are no there are no electric ones out there. They don't exist. Um, there's just not the capacity to ever, ever ever do that. But anyway, you know other than that, other than that, um, uh, Pennsylvania House Republican policy committee uh, member Kyle Kutzmer Uh, Pennsylvania Farm Bureau offered a bleak outlook. He said that uh, farmers in America are teetering on the edge. If the farmers cannot get crops out of the ground, then there's not food on the shelves. That's going to even impact you guys in Washington, D.C. Shopping at Whole Foods. You won't be able to get your tabbouleh. I know, it's crazy! The Farm Bureau explained uh, that uh, in Pennsylvania, diesel prices are $6.19 a gallon, up 75% compared to uh, last year. But other than that, nothing to worry about. Just move along. Uh, I've got more on this, obviously, uh, more on this inflation, more of the uh, nonsense, and, and fossil fuel companies fighting back and saying, you know, honestly, you cannot just smack us down, try to put us out of business, expect us to produce before Election Day, and then abandon us after Election Day, kind of like you do uh, all of your constituents. We're not going to play that game. The number here is if you want to chime in today. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
0: biden's first year in office summed up in three words welcome back
9: carter that's not right it's not fair to us and honestly it's not fair to the world it's
0: the rob carson show
1: it is a friday on the rob carson show and coming up uh, i want to mention something real quick jim Gossett is a guy who i work with on this show you've heard his satire before it's a really big deal and uh, he just did our, our, our uh, Jimmy Carter, thank you for being so bad, uh, parody. I want to mention that if you get a chance to go to jimgossettcomedy.com, it's two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. Uh, I'm going to tell you that I've worked with a lot of people as far as comedy over the years, and, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, I started writing for Rush Limbaugh around 1990 when I was uh, just after I graduated from college. Jim Gossett is one of the most prolific and, and reliably funny comedy writers in the world. And so if you get a chance to check out jimgossettcomedy.com, and we have have some new stuff. The one that we just heard, thank you for being so bad. That's new, but we got some other stuff as the show progresses, because you know what? It's easy to have an opinion. It's much harder to entertain people. So uh, let's go to uh, Tariq in Ellicott City, Maryland. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up?
12: Hi, yeah. I wanted to tell you that I have designed a new environmental-friendly airplane.
1: Oh, okay. We uh, need aircraft. this because you know you you got to have a, since we don't have planes that run on electricity, right? Uh, yes, that's, that's right. My
12: aircraft, okay. my aircraft runs on solar panels. Okay. I've designed the passenger compartment, the cockpit, the seats, the wings, and there's only one engineering problem left for me to solve, and then we're going to go uh, and uh, have a, a public offering for this company. Uh, what's the problem? It, it doesn't fly. I oh, haven't of figured guy. out a way God to get it. it off the ground. The really solar cool. panels, mm. uh, when we uh, when we just run it on the runway, the solar yes. panels blow off. Oh, okay. So, oh, so yeah. I'm looking for a uh, a higher quality adhesive tape yeah. to keep yeah. the solar panels on the body of nope. the uh, on mm. the fuselage.
1: No, 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 dude. Dude, you've you've got it all wrong here, Tariq. I I have it figured out. I thought about this last night. I had a dream about this last night. Because, you know, uh, what you really need to do is you need a very large plane made out of a lightweight material. I was thinking of a product. It's called balsa wood. Balsa wood. And what you do is you build the plane out of balsa wood. And then you put a propeller on the front of the plane and a very large rubber band to near the tail of the plane that is fastened by what appears to be a small metal staple. Then you turn and 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 turn that propeller until the rubber band is about to burst. Then you let go of the propeller and get the hell out of the way. That's my solution. What do you think?
12: Well, I think when you mentioned the lightweight material, I thought you were talking about Biden brain matter.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking – no, you know, a lot of people, when I say lightweight material, they say Kamala Harris's brain. Completely different, Tariq. Completely different. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a different substance. It uh, is. It's, it's not even gray. I'm not even sure. It's like jello. It's like lime jello, I think. But yeah, go ahead.
12: In your, in your line of work, you get to speak to lots of people, and, yes. and some of them, because I'm a regular listener to your program, yep. never say anything intelligent. No, so uh, I don't know if I ever shared with you my classification, my word to describe the population of people that never say anything intelligent. Uh, what? Yes, they are Babel Onlyans. Babel Onlyans. <laughs> I like that. You like that?
1: That is, that is fantastic, Tariq, Very, very good, my friend. Now, the person, uh, like,
12: the person who's running the White House. Yeah, I don't that's that's think that's anyone right. should be confused is Mr. Barack Hussein Barry. Sartero Obama. And yeah. he's running it with Susan Weiss and yes. the other lady, Valerie Jarrett. Yeah. They tell Biden what to do and how to jump and mm-hmm. how, when to take his nap in the afternoon. He's not doing anything.
1: No, and, and it's totally funny, really yesterday, happy. Tariq, I didn't get a chance to get through the political article, but they basically admitted that Susan Rice is running the show uh, through Barack Obama, by, the, or not through Barack Obama, but it's run through her by Barack Obama. Yes. It's fair. It's fairly obvious because everything that uh, Obama says is immediately becomes policy. And the goal <laughs> is to <laughs> so, destroy the
12: United States as we know it. He said yeah. he was going to be a transformational president. Yes. Now, the greatest country in the world, the United States of Americans, beautiful, beautiful republic, we don't have enough baby food, we don't have tampons, the price of gasoline is uh, two and a half times what it was. Yeah. This is the destruction of America right in front of our eyes.
1: Amen, Tariq, you're exactly right. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, to the powers that be who are listening, if you don't like the rubber band-powered airplane thing, then uh, work on the uh, unicorn farts and fairy dust, will you please? Because I think that's uh, the next viable option since the uh, the Biden administration thinks that fossil fuel if you can just make it go away and everything will be able to run on something else. Uh, did you hear, and, and I don't know, but my, uh, Joe Biden yesterday did a classic kind of grandpaian uh, gaffe. Uh, the, the, the president of uh, Joanne... A stores, which is like a fabric store. I haven't been into it. Joanne Fabric Stores passed away unexpectedly yesterday. Joe Biden uh, uh, announced it yesterday because one of the people from the stores was there. But listen to how he did this. The Joanne Fabric Company store uh, uh, CEO passed away suddenly yesterday. I spoke to the CEO of
5: Joanne Stores. Wade is here. Wade, stand up so everybody sees you here. Yeah. Wade phone. And by the way, my sympathies to your, the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO, who uh, um, dropped dead very
13: unexpectedly.
1: My there you go. He dropped dead unexpectedly. And I was the CEO. And if you dropped, wow. Uh, how about just send a card next time? What do you think? The number, 800 This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Do not go anywhere. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson for new Raycon earbuds. You know what really stinks? Getting in the zone at the gym, putting in your last rep and your earbuds fall out of your ears. That's why Raycon's new fitness earbuds provide a maximum secure fit, so you'll never experience that again. Fitness earbuds help you take the workout to the next level. That's why they're featured in Esquire Magazine's Gadgets of 2021. They were voted best earbud of the year. These earbuds deliver maximum of comfort, stability, and the most secure fit on the market. The unique earbud build, interchangeable gel tips, and Raycon's new ear stabilizer attachments create three layers of earbud personalization for the perfect in-ear fit. They offer unbeatable battery life, nine hours of playtime, 52 hours of total battery life, nearly double the battery life of other brands on the market. And you get the the top-of-the-line earbud functionality and high-quality sound at half the price of premium audio brands. Right now, you can get Raycon's fitness earbuds for $20 off at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. And to make this deal even sweeter, my viewers and listeners get an extra 15% off with my code NEWSMAX. This is a limited time offer, so get it now before it's gone. That's raycon.com slash Newsmax. Have a good workout.
0: If the mainstream media, big social media and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth.
5: The important is you said the truth.
0: It's the Rob Carson Show.
5: By the way, my sympathies to your family of your your CFO, who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best of their
1: family. Now that is the president of the United States. Yesterday, who is uh, slightly brain-addled, uh, speaking about the CFO, CEO of uh, of uh, Joanne Stores, which is like Joanne Fabrics, and of course, because the president is um, not all there, he said something like that. That was, uh, you know, pretty insensitive, uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, ham-handed, I guess. Kind of reminded me of Frank Drebin from Police Squad. <laughs>
10: Frank, he never wanted to hurt anyone. Who would do such a thing? Oh, it's hard to tell. a roving gang of thugs, a blackmailer, an angry husband. No! Frank, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Needlessly cut down an ambush by some cowardly hoodlum. There's no way for a man to die. Yeah, you're right, Ed. A parachute not opening—that's a way to die. Getting yeah, caught in I the gears yeah. of a combine. Having your nuts spit off by a
1: Laplander. That's the way I want to go. Yeah, kind, of that, uh, kind of that same kind of brain-addled kind of approach to, uh, to life and, uh, and whatnot. But that's what happened yesterday at the White House. While you and I worry about uh, filling the car with gas, while you and I go, oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we're not going to have steak anymore. Uh, we're not going to have this. We're not going to have that. And, and government never has to do that. Government never cuts. Did you ever notice that? Government never cuts. Government keeps on spending. And when was the last time that you said, the, the, "Honestly, the federal government in a, crisis, a time of crisis"? When did the federal government ever say, or any time, we really need to cut the budget? We need to cut the budget this year. How many times have you cut your budget the last twenty years? I remember when I lived in Washington D.C. and Barack Obama was the president, and gas was back about eh, three fifty-four bucks a gallon. Remember that? That happened the last time Barack Obama was the president of the United States. And, and by the way, he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline too. And we had a discussion with my family, how are we going to uh, get by? What, what are we going to have to cut? We had to cut groceries, we had to cut this, we had to cut that. We had to keep the thermostat a little bit high, which is exactly what Barack Obama wanted and what the left wants. You live with too much, you should be happy with a pound of, uh, of rice and four pounds of beans every week, just like they get in Cuba. Just like you get in Cuba. And then on top of everything, on, on call of all the indignities that you and I have suffered starting with... Uh, the open border, moving on to the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, which 70% of us feel ashamed of. The last time I saw it pulled in, and probably even higher, of course, with military members. But all of the indignities that we suffer every day, and now, this is an indignity. The, the high ga- a ca- a price of gas is an indignity. It is being suffered upon you, and the solution is right there. Donald Trump had the solution. I mean, you know, there's no arguing this anymore. Making us energy independent lowers the price of fuel, which lowers the price of everything. And Joe Biden has been bullying, bullying the oil companies since he became the president. He said that Exxon and Shepard said that Biden could be doing more to address high prices, but Biden went ahead and sent a letter to uh, Marathon Petroleum, which, you know, I saw a lot of those in the, in the South. Uh, Valero Energy Corporation, ExxonMobil, Philips 66, Chevron, BP, Shell. they demanding action on lowering gas prices at the corporate level and account for the surge. This, despite the fact that Joe Biden has done his level best and he has promised he is going to hobble the fossil fuel industry. But what he wants now is for the fossil fuel industry, he's going to stop the abuse for a month or two to get the prices down just in time for the election. And Corinne Jean Pierre said that it's patriotic patriotic to do that. The President's considering to compel them or a consequence if that
11: doesn't I, I don't have anything right now to, to preview as to what would come what would come next. But what I will say is that we are we are calling on them to do the right thing, to be patriots here uh, and not to use the war uh, as an excuse or as a as a reason uh, to not put to not put out a production, not to not do the capacity that is needed out there.
1: Yeah, You know, that's a gigantic lie. Uh, It is bullying. It is bullying. It is abuse. These are the these are the tactics of an abuser. I'm going to abuse you, then I'm going to step away and say, you know what, here's the deal, things are going to get better, and uh, blah, 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 and then after you're back in the good graces and you're thinking everything's cool, (coughs) the election is held, then the abuse starts again. And and the reason why I use that analogy, because I witnessed this when I was growing up. Exxon and Chevron has hit back. They said, we understand the significant concerns around higher fuel prices currently faced by consumers around the country, around the world. We share these concerns. Expect the administration's approach to energy policy will start to better reflect the importance of addressing them. Uh, You know, a long-term solution could include streamlining regulatory approval and support for infrastructure such as pipelines like the Keystone XL pipeline that the Biden administration decided uh, didn't need to be around anymore. This is uh, uh, Kathleen Scamma. Um, and she happens to be the president of the Western Energy Alliance. And she was being questioned about the Biden administration and what they are doing to the fossil fuel industry in this country. And uh, this is what she had to say about production. No, that's
2: not true. Refiners um, and producers do not have control over the price of oil on the world market.
1: I believe that is a worldwide commodity.
2: And right now, refining capacity is down about a million barrels because of several reasons Um, contracted during COVID, but also because of pressure on uh, climate change, pressure, pressure to get away from fossil fuels. Um, Many refiners shifted capacity from oil to renewables. And so we have lost capacity in this country.
1: Yeah, we've lost capacity. Joe Biden loses brain capacity every single day. Uh, Here is uh, Kathleen Sagama uh, talking about Joe Biden creating the problem and then blaming them for it.
2: You know, we can keep hearing that he's working like the devil to bring down energy prices. And that is anything but the truth. This administration- Oh, I think he's working like the devil. Oh yeah. ...continues to bring, to put in place roadblocks to American energy production. Um, they will not back down. Fossil fuel is,
1: oil, is evil. The world is warming. Oh, no, sorry. It's just climate change. Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, go ahead and produce some more oil, will you please? Yeah, thanks.
2: On, on climate change and other regulation that is meant to suppress American oil and natural gas development. Do I
1: need to play the montage again from early in the show with Joe Biden saying that he was going to end fossil fuel? I don't think so.
2: So, when the president is now desperate because he's concerned that the public is getting
1: it, they're not... And his administration is pegging out the succometer.
2: Uh, they're blaming him for all of the things he's done since uh, shutting down Keystone <laughs> to yeah. stopping leasing and yeah. all kinds of things that he's done yeah. to make it more difficult to produce American energy. And then now he's feeling the heat from voters and trying to blame it on us.
1: Yes, and, uh, and he's trying to end the abuse briefly. And it'll start again after november let's go to brian in elegant city hello there brian and welcome to the rob carson show what's going on
3: hey rob it's good to talk to you last time i chatted with you was when you were uh, in baltimore and, oh lovely uh, lovely little tour so good good to chat with you thanks for taking my call absolutely hey, i just wanted uh, all that you said in the first 45 minutes of your show um uh, hot off the presses is a you or a yahoo news slash you poll okay i wanted to share some numbers that are that are, uh about, first of all it's not breitbart or Gateway pundit or anything on the right. This is sure. Yahoo, right? Okay. Uh, so if uh, if an election was held today, presidential election held today, more registered voters said they'd vote for Donald Trump, forty four percent over Biden by forty two percent. So that's yes. that's one of the leading things. Gotcha. Here's the thing that's amazing in this: almost two thirds of independents, sixty four percent, have an unfavorable opinion of Biden, yep. and. I mean, that's just, uh, it's, it's independence, right? We all know they kind of, whichever way they go is kind of how elections go.
1: Well, they say this if you don't have the so independence, so you won't win the election. And he is right. getting his, hand, his rear end handed to him by the independents.
3: Yeah, he is. And, in, in, yeah, the Democrats are going to be toast in, in November. Yeah. But, unless something crazy like 2020 happens. And if that happens, and mm-hmm. we all see it on display again. I'm, I, I'm really concerned about, you know, the direction the country goes. But if we keep an eye on things. And we have people like Barbara, who you you chat with, who I I have also met people like her all around the country, you know, at the grassroots level, keeping an eye on things. Then this could be 100 seats, you know, and really putting the Democrat Party as a national party. Yeah. Uh, you know, back decades before, we, I think so too, you know, uh, so. Brian.
1: I appreciate your comments, and you. I think you're 100 percent right. I know you are. Except for, I would venture to say that even that poll, because they probably oversampled Democrats, I would I would venture to say that Joe uh, Donald Trump probably has at least a 10 point uh, advantage over Joe Biden. Don't don't fool yourself. That. Uh, one of the, it's always, it's always, it's always not. So even a two-point lead at this point means a 10-point lead minimum for Donald Trump right now. And I would venture to say even more than that, considering that the president's approval rating is in the 30s, uh, and that's being generous. Uh, greatly appreciate your phone call today. Um, you know, they're doing everything they can to screw up everything. They, they attempted to, uh, you know, uh, to uh, uh, take the, the wet dream of the class of 1968 and just completely go for broke. They really did. They, we got away with some of that stuff during the Obama administration. This time we're going to do it. And the, uh, the American people are saying not only no, but bleep no. And so what they're going to do is they're going to throw it all at the American people. They're going to throw it all at everything to destroy the country as much as possible for November. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday was attempting to uh, pin the blame on oil companies and uh, and and maybe get the oil companies to capitulate and say, hey, hey, no problem, we'll stop the abuse, uh, we'll go ahead and up production. That's not going to work. It's not. Go- no one believes it. And as far as the uh, historic loss that the Democrats will feel in November, the Democrat Party will have two choices. One of them will be to be introspective and realize the folly. Of their betting down with socialists and communists and uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, or to fade into the rearview mirror of history. They aren't going to do the first. Here is more from Kathleen Sagama about the, the left being in bed with the Biden administration to destroy fossil fuel.
2: Well, you know, then he should talk to the environmental groups that they keep settling with um, because they ha- we have about 5,900 leases that we can't develop on because it's held up in litigation. You know, what,
1: what, what, there's a, yeah, but uh, I know Corinne Jean-Pierre Beljon. she said that, uh, you know, you have plenty of leases. All you got to do is just start drilling on them. You just got to start. Oh, oh, OK, we can I guess. <laughs>
2: Now we've got 3,000 permits that the environmental groups are Uh, sued on because they don't want those permits to move forward and drilling to take place. So, you know, he says all these things, but all of the actions are actually meant to stop production, particularly on federal lands and waters.
1: Well, no kidding. And finally, will prices drop?
2: I certainly cannot predict prices. There are too many factors that go into the price of oil globally. And then we have refining capacity that's constrained. And that's why um, prices are high, particularly for diesel um, because there is a shortage, because our refining capacity... This
1: is the bed that uh, Joe Biden has made for the American people that he wants you to lie in.
2: ...he is down. Um, so there are the supply chain issues that are affecting producers and refiners. Um, we do not set the price of oil globally. We're trying to increase production and bring it down, and the American... Which
1: would affect the global price of oil.
2: ...producer has increased production, but there's, um, there's still there are roadblocks... And in the past, under the Trump administration, we were able to produce, and we had an, uh, a political environment where we could.
14: Whoa, well, really?
2: Um, this time, there are too many obstacles, and then you layer on top all of the supply chain issues that we're all facing, and it's causing a pinch for consumers and- Yeah, and
1: our transportation uh, secretary is doing D-word for Richard about the supply chain. I'll explain that in just a second. Uh, the number is 800 Let's take a break and be right back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Every day is a good day for Rage Against the Machine, especially Fridays. Uh, So um, we have a uh, created by intentionally oil crisis, uh, the same thing as the Biden or the uh, the uh, Carter administration. I remember my daddy worked for a uh, uh, a petroleum uh, tank farm. They call it a tank farm, and and if you live in a large uh, metropolitan area, chances are there is a petroleum tank farm because that's where they bring the oil. Uh, the petroleum products that have been refined and they bring trucks to it and they take the trucks and they go out to different areas around you know different small towns around or wherever or even in the gas stations in your city they have to come uh, from a tank farm where they, you know, bring in the uh, the uh, gas and uh, they deliver it in uh, trucks. Said they have nine thousand gallon capacity. Generally, three tanks: one for gas, one for diesel, one for you know whatever. Anyway, uh, and by the way, those trucks are not electric. Uh, they don't have them. They don't have any tractor trailers that are electric. It's weird. It's weird. But my dad in the nineteen seventies, when I was a little boy, he'd say, you know, "I don't know why their gas prices. I don't know why their gas lines Our Tanks are full." He said, We're t- "Our tanks are full. They're they're creating this crisis." And, you know, I, I don't uh, have anything to back it up. It's just what my dad used to say. He used to say, and he worked there, and he wouldn't lie about it. He'd just say, you know, if you look, son, you see those tanks that have the raising roofs and stuff? And they, When it, when, the ra- when the roof drops, it means the tank is empty. When the roof raises, then it is full, and that's for gasoline because you have to have the uh, uh, the, the roof on the fuel so there's no airspace there that could ignite. But anyway, that's the side the point. Um, but he said, look, they're full. Look at there. See it right there? They're full. And yet people can't fill up. We don't know why. Never knew. Now we know that the uh, the oil and gas industry has been hobbled by radical leftists and the Biden administration, including Mayor Pete. Where's Mayor Pete? Mayor Pete, who was the, uh, what, the... Uh, he was mayor of South Bend, Indiana and he became the transportation secretary because he rode on the train once I think when he was in college. And and here he is talking about his wonderful Mustang EV. Now this is a, a car that you can get from Ford <clears throat> and it costs uh, starting at about 48 grand, can get up to 70 75 and considering the price of vehicles probably at least 75 now way over sticker for it uh, because that's what they're doing. And uh, 49,000 of those uh, 100,000 EVs are being recalled because they suddenly stop running. But here is Mayor Pete, a little juxtaposition about the Mustang EV that uh, you couldn't get even if you wanted it. And once you get it, uh, there's a good chance it might not run.
3: Secretary Pete, I am with one of our great
4: DOT electric vehicles and excited to go pick up a friend who's going to share some news on the future of electric vehicles in this country.
8: A consumer alert tonight now for Ford Mustang owners. The automaker
1: is recalling the Mustang Mach-E. And it doesn't look like a Mustang. It's an insult to Mustangs. Recall for Ford's highly uh, anticipated. Kind of like the Mustangs in the mid-80s and early 90s. And thus far reviewed electric Mustang Mach-E.
11: Recalling some of its 2021 Mustang Mach-E vehicles. Ford says it's possible the batteries could
2: overheat and potentially lead to the car losing power.
1: Other than that, they are great cars I'm in motion are you having a weenie roast you can drive there and then roast weenies over the burning hulk of the car
2: or being unable to start the automaker announced windshields may not have been bonded properly and could separate from the vehicle during a crash
1: the
3: electric vehicle <laughs> revolution is for you
1: it is it's for you uh, let's go to mike in Town. hello there mark uh, welcome to the show real quick what what is what's on your mind today
5: oh, hi How are you? Great show, by the way. I met you in Baltimore, too. Thank you so much for coming down. Yes, sir. And and, uh, if only the Keystone pipeline, it could have been open right now. Simply and shortly stated, if the president would turn the spigots back on, we'd be fine
3: with the gas prices.
1: Mark, you're exactly right. And a lot of people say, well, you can't just open up the Keystone XL. It won't immediately start pumping gas. Yeah, well, it would have, dumbass, if you started uh, completing it. It would have been completed by now, bringing 900,000 barrels of oil from Canada, but now, But, of course, uh, you didn't do that. So it would be a nice start. But uh, they aren't interested in solving the problem, Mark. They just want to get past Election Day. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. <laughs> All right, so I got some great stuff next hour you're really going to enjoy, including uh, <laughs> Elon Musk giving folks a little what for At his uh, at his company, a bunch of uh, busybody uh, candy aisle kids decided that they would write a nasty memo because they are embarrassed by his tweets. And so what he did is he held a meeting and he said, you know, you are exactly right. I should not have sounded off. I know I am the CEO of the company. And, uh, you know, I realize that I've been insensitive. And so no, actually, he didn't do that. He fired everybody. He fired everybody, yeah. And and oddly enough, the Catholic Boys School, uh, the bishop actually heard that they were flying uh, BLM flags and pride flags with the American flag at the school. And so the bishop said... Um, we're no longer affiliated with you. Uh, you're not a part of the church anymore. There's a little bit of that going on around the country. Netflix employees complaining about Dave Chappelle. Well, find another job, go somewhere else. It's finally backfiring on the snowflakes. I have details on that. Plus, Kamala Harris is the new disinformation czar. Oh, we're going to make fun of that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson
1: Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. It is a Friday before Father's Day. yippee skippy! yay, Father's Day, Yahoo. Awesome. I had one. I know, I had a father. It was pretty weird. And, 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 I am one. It's pretty cool. And, you know, my kids, of course, asked me what I want for Father's Day, and I told them, Nothing. I, I don't want it. But I'm told today that you, you're going to make it an Amazon package today. Don't open it. And then, and listen. I love that. It's wonderful. But to me, I guess I I believe this holiday, even more than Valentine's Day, is unnecessary. <laughs> I always say, you know, they they ought to come up with uh, Hallmark ought to come up with a new line of cards for Mother's Day. And, and it should just say uh, on the outside, uh, the card, it's got a beautiful card, it's got flowers on the outside, and it, and it says, give her what she wants this year for Mother's Day. Oh, and I might add, what she wants every year for Mother's Day. And you open up the card, and inside it says, leave her the hell alone. Because that's what women want on Mother's Day. They want to be left alone. You can do the breakfast in bed and hold you. No, 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 no. Let me sleep late and leave me the hell alone. That's what I want. And and, and you could do some work around the house. That's appreciated. But number one. Leave me the hell alone. That's generally what I think what women kind of want for Mother's Day. For Father's Day, I want to be knee deep in fatherhood. I want to do because I love being a dad. I want let's you know uh, you, uh, I don't know. Let's do something together. Let's go to the lake or something. But don't I don't need a gift because I I think in lack of a better cliche, I think fatherhood's a gift. Okay, that was cheesy, but you know what I mean. And you know, I just I, you know Father's Day, uh, Father's Day. Thanks, thanks for the card. I like it. I I volunteered for it. We planned it. So if we hadn't, I mean, we would have just gone to you know uh, some clinic and had you taken care of. But we planned this one, so you know, you were you were a human being this time. But uh, any other time, you know, if you were a Democrat. It- <laughs> So on top of that, we got to, oh, have you uh, tried to buy a home lately? I We just did our mortgage again. We got a house about three, four years ago, and we refied and we got it down below three, I think, which was high at the time. <laughs> yeah. And now it looks like, uh, yeah, they're going to, the mortgage rates are going through the ceiling. Mortgage rates at 5.78%, largest weekly increase since 1987, and well above the 3.11 recorded at the start of this year. So if you are planning on refiing the mortgage, unless, you know, you had a mortgage rep rate of like 12%, you, you probably don't want to refi right now. I'm just saying maybe, maybe you have a rate that's higher than 5.78%. I don't know. Here is uh, Biden economic spokesman uh, Brian Deese talking about the economy, and he says everything is great. He says that uh, there's been 545,000 new manufacturing jobs created every single month since Biden has been in office. And that is uh, not true. Crap touch. I didn't mean to say I play Crap Touch, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, Biden's administration does have the, uh, the Crap Touch. So uh, that said, let's go after, let's find it. Here's, here's Brian Deese. Brian Deese of the Obama administration, or the uh, Biden, you know what I'm saying.
4: Well, let me just finish the point that I was making, which is that manufacturing is coming back at a record rate, but now we need to build on that progress. I know
1: in China, they are manufacturing the hell out of uh, solar panels for us because they just lifted the, the tariff.
4: One of the reasons why prices have stayed high, for example, is because we have such Brittle supply chains for semiconductors.
1: Oddly enough, there are other uh, uh, countries in the world, like Japan, who have the same supply chain crisis and they have a 1% inflation rate. And they're an island. They don't even make their, they don't even drill for their own oil. We rely on... Because every time they do, Godzilla comes out and goes to Tokyo and tries to kill everybody.
4: Foreign-made semiconductors far too much. We've had a proposal in front of Congress for almost a year now yeah. to solve that problem. Sure. Democrats and Republicans are committed to doing it. We mm. need to get that bill to the president's desk m- immediately. The faster we're able to do things like that, the more progress we're going to How about do nothing? That would work much, much, much better make on bringing prices. Why not just down? lower
2: corporate taxes to encourage companies to come to America and to open here?
4: Oh, there is that. But that's honestly, that's all. Would you
2: well, consider lowering, corp- lowering corporate taxes to stimulate growth in, the, in America?
4: Well, I'm I'm glad you raised that issue as well, because it goes to the issue of uh, the federal deficit. One of the things
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, April marked the 12th consecutive month of job growth above 400,000. However, in the nine months before Joe Biden took office from May 2020 to June 2021, job growth averaged 1.5 million uh, per month. The U.S. did not see the largest 15-month job gain in 15 years for manufacturing. Even though U.S. manufacturing jobs increased by $545,000 over the past 15 months, manufacturing jobs actually grew by 927,000 jobs in the 15 months before and including July of 2021. Said it's nonsense. It's just nonsense. Uh, here is uh, uh, Council of Economics Chairman Kevin Hassett. It sounds really, really like uh, hoity-toity and stuff, but he's talking about uh, interest rates and why they're they're going through the ceiling.
4: Well, the one thing I can say is that this is something that there are a lot of people on Capitol Hill. Uh, a lot of republicans who are thinking hard about this very issue i've been speaking to a lot of people even, even this week if you're gonna think hard if you're gonna think think hard larry i, I guess you noticed my interview was was up in the the canon house office building if you watched it and, and so people are working on it and, and the fact is that you know it doesn't you know Biden might think it's bizarre but actually textbook models are pretty good at telling us what to do it and, and, and it's that we have to like make the trump tax cuts permanent so that you know supply So
1: uh, these are the solutions to the problem right now
4: doesn't contract Okay. And we have to, like, tighten down on government spending no, so yeah, that demand that. doesn't skyrocket. And right. if we do that, then we can legitimately get ahead of the curve yeah. on inflation. And if we don't do that, Larry, then the Fed has to do all the work. And if the Fed has to do all the but, work. But, you know,
1: honestly, federal spending doesn't cause inflation unless you uh, hear from a uh, Obama economic advisor Steve Ratner who says, yeah, it
3: did. There there, there are, uh, are several culprits. There's
6: Biden and what he's done. And it's not irrelevant, but it's not. The- and what? And, and what is that? Well, that is all the spending, basically.
1: Dear God, Joe Scarborough had to ask that question. Yeah, the, the American the,
4: the rescue plan, the, the, the $1,400. Well,
1: what causes it? Because I don't do any prep for my show. I just wake up next to Mika, and we kind of have our espresso, and then I go in. I don't understand this old inflation stuff, even though it's been tried and tried again. And Jimmy Carter did the same thing. And every time that the Democrats do it, they double down on stupid. But I never
6: even thought about that, because I'm Joe Scarborough. A text, the $2 trillion that you and I have talked about a lot, that's on the sidelines half of that's government money that we gave people to spend and now they're trying to spend it so you get inflation yeah uh, and as we talked about the other day left to its own devices the administration would have proposed another 4 trillion dollars of programs with taxes but nonetheless they right. still would have uh, had
1: but but that's one issue you mean they would have totally screwed us then yeah um honestly if you studied econ maybe you have a degree in econ maybe you have a doctorate in econ uh I don't even need that, and I understand what the problem is. Because it's been tried and tried and tried and tried and beaten to death, and it always fails and it always fails and it always fails. Let's go to Greg. He's in California. Must be a really big guy. Greg, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on?
14: Hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Well, I heard the uh, big oil's answer to Biden's letter the other day, and it sounded pretty shady. Here's what I heard. Yeah, Yeah, we lost $20 billion in business we would have otherwise made. Now we're getting it back, and we're going to take it just through gouging the public, is what I hear. Yeah,
1: yeah.
14: And it makes me think that Biden, in spite of all of his anti-big oil uh, rhetoric, is just like a lot of other politicians owned by big oil. And his son was involved with big oil back in Ukraine. I mean— Then we got the Bushes and the Cheneys, equally anti-Trump. They're all connected to big oil somehow, and now gasoline has doubled in America.
1: Well, I I see you're trying to um, create some sort of thread between big oil and being in bed with with, uh, Joe Biden. Um, I'm not sure if you really made the connection, uh, because right now the Biden administration and its leftists and the leftists in the administration are literally trying to kneecap, a big oil. Now, the only way that they, that they are going to try to appear like they're not anti-fossil fuel is they are going to say that they want big oil to uh, switch from fossil fuel to renewables, which they have no capacity to do right now because they're in the business of big oil. Uh, so, so if you want to, it's like saying, you know, solar companies, honestly, stop doing that and drill for oil now.
14: Now, so, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you imagine this could be happening? Big oil's going to take a big hit when we all go alternative. Yeah, so We're going to give them a golden parachute early, and I'm going to just sock it to the public to give it to them, is what I see happening.
1: Oh, well, I don't understand what the payoff is for big oil. What? Maybe I'm missing something here. What What do you think the payoff is getting from the government for the government shutting down big oil?
14: Well, I mean, it's inevitable we're going to have to do something about the planet climate change, and big oil is going to take it in the shorts. So what I think is happening is the government, Biden, et cetera, the deep state, is giving big oil big windfall profits now on their way out the exit door, and we're paying. Okay,
1: all right. I, I see I see what you're saying. Thanks for the call, Greg. I do appreciate it. I, I completely disagree with what you said, and also, I don't think climate change is real. I think it's nonsense, because uh, it started as global cooling, then it became global warming. When it wasn't warming, it became climate change. When it rains too much outside, somebody will say, oh my God, it's raining, uh, so it must be climate change. If it gets hot one day, oh my God, it's climate change. If it's cold one day, oh my God, it's climate change. Meanwhile, the ice caps are getting huge. They're getting gigantic, and uh, Barack Obama has two houses that uh, cost a combined $30 million on the seashore as he's concerned about the uh, the, the rise of the ocean. So I, I understand, and I do believe that your theory, Greg, is, uh, is, uh, is interesting and has required uh, a lot of thought, but I do find some deep flaws in it. So I do appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. I think the next thing we're going to talk about is, and I don't know if you knew this, the disinformation bureau that they created with the DHS that they thought they could get away with. That everybody said, are you kidding me? This is Stalinistic because Stalin actually created the same thing in 1923. Epics every call it disinformatia. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they're going to try it again, except for this time they're going to make it really work by putting a complete inept moron in charge of it, that being our vice president. I'll share the details on that coming up. 800 This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: It's an election year, and a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: You get a chance to uh, download and subscribe to the Rob Carson Show podcast. It is available on all of your uh, your favorite uh, podcast outlets, including Spotify, iHeartMedia, Media. Uh, Apple Podcasts as well. If you would leave a five-star review, that would be huge because I've run out of relatives. Uh, anyway, it's called The Rob Carson Show. That's how cool it is. And uh, also, uh, the record with Greta Van Susteren is started in the evening, weekdays, on Newsmax. It's pretty cool. Uh, Greta's back, and she's on at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. i have been enjoying her show. She's getting some killer guests. And if you would uh, like more information on Greta's new show, just text the word GRETA to 39747. 39747. Let's talk about our our awesome vice president. She's now a disinformation czar, I guess. She's border czar, but won't go to the border. This is Jim Gossett.
8: From Mexico, she stays so very far. Has never been. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Come <laughs> along Responsibility She's always shirking What rhymes with shirking? Maybe she's relaxing in some spa It's seldom that you'll ever see her working Kamala 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 I know that it's a mystery
13: That
8: Kamala Sing along could somehow become the VP La, 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 la You know she wants to move into the White House Yes, she does She can't wait to become the left's new star Disaster it would be What a tragedy If somehow she became the president Miss
1: Carl. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, Jim Cossett Comedy.com. White House announced on Thursday, uh, Kamala Harris is going to lead the effort to oppose disinformation and online abuse. And then now they can say that uh, words are weapons. They've been saying that on campus forever. They they started originally on campus calling people racist and disagreed with it, and then they then they call people white supremacists, and then they call people uh, whatever whatever. And then then they said that uh, words are weapons, and uh, and that's that's what happened on campus. Right now we're seeing. Uh, that tr- uh, An attempt to uh, uh, push that off on the American people outside of the campus, <clears throat> it's not working so well. And I'll explain why it's not uh, here in just a few minutes. Anyway, that statement that President Joe Biden would sign, a presidential member, Abdom, establishing the White House Task Force to Address Online Harassment and Abuse. That spells W-H-T-F. Take the H out of that. W-T-F to uh, A-O-H-A. O-A. WTF. So, anyway, the task force will provide, uh, produce recommendations for the federal government, state governments, technology platforms, schools, and other public or private entities to prevent and address technology facilitated gender based violence. Uh, there's really not, um, <clears throat> unless it's complete D words on, uh, online, D words for Richard. Uh, honestly, you know, there's always been bullying online. This is just an attempt to silence speech that you decide is. That's what the disinformation is all about. It is basically saying that the government is the source of all information, and if you disagree with it, that is disinformation. That's what this is all about. That was created by Stalin in 1923. Look it up. <clears throat> Back to the quote. Including a focus on the nexus between online misogyny and radicalization to violence. What the hell is this? Um, I hate to say this, but half the people online are women. And generally, if they, uh, if they experience online misogyny, uh, they can address it. And, and, uh, and online bullying happens all the time, which is regretful. But uh, this is all just a nonsense excuse to go after her speech. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. <clears throat> Disinformation task force. Now I'm I'm trying to think that uh, if you look at the things that she's been put in charge of, right? She's been put in charge of uh, the uh, whether well, the border, the border, the border. Uh, last month, there were 239,000 illegals came across, highest on record. Um, it is a catastrophic, colossal fail. I mean, it's intentional, and unless you know you think that that was the goal and that's her job to destroy the border and cause this gigantic surge that will wreck the country, then she's doing a great job. Seriously. If her goal was to ensure the border border is closed, uh, ensure that the United States, the sovereignty of the United States, is uh, protected, the people of the United States are protected, then she has done a colossal fail, which doesn't come as a big surprise because uh, this is your vice president.
2: That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen.
1: I'm actually going to put that into a piece of barn wood, and I'm going to have it singed into it, uh, and I'm going to have that put on the front door right under the Carsons. I
2: have to believe in what can be unburdened by what has been.
1: Genius.
11: And we must always see who we can be,
2: unburdened by who we have been.
1: This is going to be carved in granite one day. All these quotes.
2: The ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been.
1: What can be,
2: unburdened by what has been. Yes. To see what can be,
12: unburdened by what
2: has been. They
1: might as well tear down the Lincoln Memorial right now and just erect one to
12: Camelot.
2: We see what
1: is that erect. can be
2: unburdened by what has been. Bring people to see what can be unburdened by what has been. Who see what can be unburdened by what has been. It is the ability to see what can be unburdened yes. by what has been. Yes.
1: There you go. That's uh, that's a kind of lawyer. Like oh, and uh, while they going after people for free speech online and make it up stuff because the whole uh, disinformation bureau with Nina Jankowicz did a faceplant. Uh Jane's Revenge, the group responsible for firebombing dozens of pro-life pregnancy centers throughout the country in the last month <clears throat> has now threatened acts of domestic terrorism. I don't know if uh if A.G. Garland is on this. Anyway, in an open letter issued to pro-life centers around the country, James Revenge took ownership for acts of violence and vandalism at pregnancy centers throughout the country and promised to escalate their tactics if pro-lifers continue operations as usual. Your 30 days expired yesterday. We offered an honorable way out. You could have walked away. Now the leash is off and we will make it as hard as possible for your campaign of oppression to continue. We are versatile, we are mercurial, and we answer to no one but ourselves. Yeah, where's the FBI on this? Where's uh, Kamala on this? More on this coming up. You are listening to a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Of you who are conservatives and we're uh, putting posts on Facebook and Twitter, maybe you've gotten a slight reprieve from the governor, but. Uh Uh, They're back. The censors are back. Yesterday, I posted a humorous meme from uh, a quote from William Lane. I don't even know who William Lane is, but it says, uh, if you believe that Joe Biden, who lost two attempted presidential runs, then on his third attempt, hid in his basement and refused to campaign, got the most votes in history, you're way too stupid to argue with. Now, that is the uh, quote from uh, William Lane that I thought was uh, entertaining. And uh, and it got flagged this morning on Facebook. And my, my Facebook followers were like, oh, wow, well, really? And, and it uh, literally, a fact-checked from USA Today. What, why is USA Today fact-checking an image, an image of a meme that I put up yesterday that USA Today facts-checked? What the hell? It says, the same false information was checked in other posts by fact checkers. There may be small differences. Independent fact checkers say this information has no basis in fact. Well, they might be independent, but they're left-leaning. So uh, that's the kind of crap we're still getting. And now Kamala Harris is becoming the uh, the head of the department of uh, whatever the hell it is. Disinformation, I guess. Ridiculous. Ridiculous on the face of it. I've got some news I'm going to share with you. Uh, uh, January 6th, we're going to get on the January 6th six, six hearings a little bit here. Then we're going to get into, uh, oh, oh, did you know? Did you know that uh, Gavin Newsom is now on Truth Social? And I don't even believe he's being uh, he's being shadow banned or, or taken down. I will uh, share that here shortly. Um, yesterday, Rand Paul gave Anthony Fauci a little what fur on Capitol Hill. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but the FDA has authorized Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months old. This happened, and I know you're as surprised as me. I mean, I can't believe that after rubber stamping everything that Pfizer and Moderna has done in the last two years, that they'd actually go ahead and rubber stamp this. But oddly enough, I heard the Maryland Department of Health already running ads, running PSAs on our anchor station about uh, getting your kid in your six-month-old to get the Moderna or whatever vaccine. Because I'm thinking somebody's going to get paid in a really big way. So uh, there's really no evidence to say and suggest that children really need vaccinations for uh, COVID. That's not true. That's flagged. Well, yeah, I'm not on Facebook. So according to the CDC, listen. Children make up 0.1% of the nation's total deaths from the virus and are also less likely to suffer severe case or hospitalization from COVID. Many parents, caregivers, and clinicians have been waiting for a vaccine for younger children, and this action will help protect those down to six months of age, according to Dr. Robert Califf, the commissioner of the FDA. That's what the commissioner of the FDA said, and you can you can depend on everything that he says, even though he says that, really, what's killing people
13: is disinformation. I have been telling Congress that misinformation is the leading cause of death now. Remember that, uh, I don't know if people are aware, but we just passed a really bad mark. Why
1: don't we have a vaccine for that? Oh, wait, never mind. That's uh, that's
13: Kamala Harris. in the U.S. We know.
1: She's the vaccine. She's been sticking it to a lot of people for a long time. She'll be good at it.
13: Now have a life expectancy five years shorter than the average of high-income countries, and we're in the negative. Uh, spiral right now due to mostly common chronic disease.
1: Really, uh, uh, the, don't forget the fentanyl ODs and the depression, suicide caused by all the shutdowns and everything, and businesses being closed and people losing their livelihood. There could not, that, that has nothing to do with uh, the length of your life.
13: Uh, drug overdose and gun violence.
1: I got to throw the guns in.
13: Uh, mental health being a very important part of it. The- yeah, and that
1: was mostly the crisis was caused, particularly in children, because of idiotic shutdowns.
13: Problem. If you think about the common chronic diseases we're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay, whatever, Robert, Caleb, who the hell cares? Uh, Let's go to uh, Rand Paul and uh, Anthony Fauci, who is the highest paid member of the federal government. Did you know that? Highest paid. Here's Rand Paul talking to Fauci about the new vaccine for children who don't need it. Dr. Fauci, the government
9: recommends uh, everybody take a booster over
1: age five oh anthony fauci has uh covid even though he's had uh, a vaccine and three boosters aware
9: of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster
7: right now there's not enough data that has been accumulated senator paul to indicate that that's the case
1: okay so he just said right there that there's no proof that children need it
7: the i believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero so, to five, five to 11. Right. So, let, so,
9: let's, a, so there, there are no studies and Americans should all know this. There are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster
1: that's kind of interesting and you know what's really funny is that uh, anthony fauci got uh covid despite you know all of the 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 uh the things that he's done including all the shots and everything even even uh what's his name on uh noah uh, trevor noah uh noticed uh, the the irony uh the, the oddity that uh, anthony fauci would get covid We're putting up a fight
15: Dr. Anthony Fauci has tested positive for COVID. The 81-year-old chief medical advisor to President Biden is fully vaccinated, double-boosted.
2: He is currently taking the antiviral treatment Paxlovid. The 81-year-old is only experiencing mild symptoms.
1: Paxlovid, he wouldn't even consider things like that saved millions of lives like hydroxychloroquine because, you know, it doesn't make any money. We are told he has not been in close contact with the president and will now work from home. That's right.
8: Dr. Fauci has covid which feels a little like finding out Smokey smoky bear
1: got trapped in a forest fire. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God, that's the first sound bite I've ever used from Trevor Noah because that was actually kind of funny. And, and, and honestly, it was, it was kind of there's some truth there, believe it or not. That's what makes good satire, by the way.
13: yeah.
1: Uh. Here is uh, Rand Paul talking about uh, unlimited boosters because that's where we are. Literally, in two years, Anthony Fauci had a shot and three boosters and still got COVID.
9: So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time, or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci?
7: Uh, No, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration.
9: Is is it more
1: absurd than three?
9: That is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not an absurdity. You're already at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? Now, I think there is probably some indication for older folks that have some risk factors. For younger folks, there's not.
1: There is not. Let's talk about
9: hospitalizations. So, for example, 75% of kids have had the disease. Why is the CDC not including this in the data? You can ask the question. You can do laboratory tests to find out who's had it. Yeah,
1: because having the disease is uh, much more powerful than getting a vaccination. Who
9: hasn't had the disease. What is the incidence of hospitalization and death for children who've been infected with covid Subsequently, going to the hospital or dying. What what is is the possibility if your kid has had COVID, which is seventy five percent of the country's had COVID? Yes. What is the chance that my child's going to the hospital or dying?
7: If you look at the number of deaths in pediatrics, Senator, you can see that there are more deaths
1: in people who have had
7: it. Senator, we also know from other studies (laughs)
1: that the optimal degree
7: of protection.
1: What you you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't even try to play one on television. But I would say that Anthony Fauci has a severe case of, full of crapitis. To
7: get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. And in fact, showing reinfection in the era of Omicron and the sublineages that vaccination... But you probably... can't
1: answer the question I asked. The... Yeah, but he can whip out some pretty big words. Again, full of crapitis. Uh The thing is, the symptoms are spewing of nonsense and browning of the eyes. Can you tell me that you... Have
9: not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants.
1: Now uh, he is talking, of course, about the real issue here, which is <clears throat> COVID. Really has made a lot of people a whole hell of a lot of money.
7: Well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the
1: question. No, that's
9: the question. Have oh, you ever no, overseen? Have you ever received a royalty late. payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know is a fact, but I doubt it.
1: Yeah, and I've had enough of this nonsense. I'm leaving right now to go get in my Bentley and drive home to my mansion. Ah. Let's go to Gina in lovely Fredericksburg, Virginia. Virginia, hello there, uh, Gina. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up?
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Glorious, what's up?
2: Um, You were talking about
1: Camilla? Yes. Kamala? Kamala, yes. If she does the same
2: job she's doing on the border, I don't think that the, uh, you know, Information that going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't be worried about it at all because she's completely incompetent.
2: So... <laughs> and for Dr. Fauci, for being paid so much, he really knows very little.
1: You know, isn't it amazing how little experts know when they're on the witness stands for Democrats? <laughs> and then he
2: just kind of sidesteps. I think there's a song about
1: that. Yeah, I now, it's it's remarkable and. You know, do I believe that COVID was serious? Absolutely. Did I catch it? Yeah, I did. And it sucked. It wasn't fun. Did I ever feel like I was going to lose my life? No, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to get a shot. My my children both got the vaccine. Yesterday, I took my daughter in for one of her last pediatric visits because she's 17 years old. And they said, uh, have you thought about a COVID booster? And I said, no, and we're not going to. And oddly enough, she agreed. Um, but uh, but I think to some degree, uh, obviously, Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's very clear to me that a lot of people are getting paid. Gina, what do you think? Agreed. Yeah, uh, I, I you know just look at the profits. Listen, why aren't they? <clears throat> they're going after oil companies for profits. What about Pfizer and Moderna? What about the the all time great profits? What about the billionaires that have been created from COVID? Gina, there's a list of, I mean hundreds of, or well at least tens of billionaires created by COVID. And one of the unifying factors is, in fact, about three fourths of them. I don't want to listen. List in front of me. They're Chinese. Did you know that, Gina? I didn't. And but
2: um, did you know that? in India, and I think another country, they're paying out millions of dollars in damage from these shots.
1: Yeah. And I also might mention, uh, Gina, that in the province of Uttar Pradesh in India, they had a very, very high rate of COVID morbidity and COVID infection. And they started handing out these uh, prophylaxis packages, and they included hydroxychloroquine, among other things. And the rate of infection dropped to nearly zero, Gina. Talking. It's yeah, not I know. <laughs> Just look up Uttar Pradesh. I think it's U-T-T-E-R-P-R-A-D-E-S-H. Just do a little research, uh, unlike uh, Joe Scarborough. All right, Gina? <laughs> no, right.
10: right.
1: Thank you. <laughs> hey, have a great weekend there, Gina. Take care of yourself. Okay. Uh, the number here is 800 922 668. I want to move to the uh, Capitol riots. Uh, Steve Bannon had some amazing uh, audio yesterday with regard to the January 6th riot. And do- Donald Trump is saying, hey, listen, if all the networks are going to give. Uh, hours and hours of time to just talk about the riots and blame me then I should get equal time and I agree 100% let's take a break you are listening to the Rob Carson show
0: bulldoze the swamp pave it over and start again
1: it's the Rob Carson Show. So, I was watching Newsmax last night, and they had uh, liberal uh, professor uh, Alan Dershowitz on, and he said that he hasn't seen anything like the. Uh, the January sixth hearings since uh, McCarthy uh, the McCarthy hearings, which were uh, uh, the same kind of one sided uh, although it did un- uncover some truth but that 's that 's what it is what we're the witch- witnessing right now what we 're witch hunting right now, I almost said, which is what it is uh, is um, the Democrats' last dying throws the last thing they 're going to throw at the uh, fan to see uh, you know what happens before november and it's it's all nonsense donald trump is demanding equal air time during the uh, january 6 hearing um and and he should and he absolutely should because this is an in-kind campaign donation to democrats it is a one-sided partisan uh witch hunt that's what this is all about it really is and and if you don't believe me then uh answer this where are the rebuttals? Where are the uh, witnesses for the defense? Uh, honestly, where, where is all of that? It's completely missing. It is a one-sided kangaroo court. It is, uh, it is something like I've never seen in my life, and it's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Um, and here is, a, I got, I got some Steve Bannon here. I want to share some Steve Bannon stuff, because uh, Bannon is just uh, fantastic. Steve Bannon uh, unleashed outside a D.C. courthouse. Um, came out swinging an appearance uh, at a D.C. court uh, yesterday, talked about the MAGA movement and how they are attempting to kill the MAGA movement and the possibility of Donald Trump running again. Because that's what this is really all about. It, it is about preventing Donald Trump from running again. It's the, the Democrats' worst fear. Uh, and please, don't insult my intelligence. I know. Otherwise, they'd be presenting witnesses for the defense and rebuttals constantly during these hearings. But they aren't. It's really, it's something that anyone in a country that is free with the First Amendment would be and should be ashamed of. But they don't have any freaking shame. Here is uh, uh, Steve Bannon talking about January 6th. And then what's happening around the country, including in Texas.
15: Including in Texas. Look, I want to appreciate the J6 committee canceling today. You know why? They keep their
1: ratings stink? This is, he talked on Wednesday when they, when they had canceled the hearing. I think this was... This was, yeah, they had canceled the hearings because the ratings were so terrible, and they brought them back on Wednesday.
15: And they can't compete with the trial ban. Okay? That's why they canceled You know who says that? The people in the Rio Grande Valley. The Hispanic Americans who blew out the Democratic Party last night, as I've been saying, won a congressional seat last night. An 84% Hispanic community, massive win. This seat has been a Democratic seat since Reconstruction. Since the Civil War, lost last night by the Democratic Party. Also, Jim Marchant in, in uh, Nevada, the head of the coalition, he had a blowout win in the primary. MAGA is on the march. The J6 committee is totally irrelevant. Okay? Completely irrelevant. They're creating stink. They couldn't compete with us today. Mr. Bannon. No, I-
1: now, I have used the analogy of uh, the Democrats... Uh, standing on a uh, twister board and uh, uh, periodically one of the positions on the twister board will catch fire and they will attempt to reach over and put out the fire. That's what's happening for Democrats. You've got this entire twister board here and, oh, there goes January 6th going up in flames over here. Let's try and put that out because the word is getting out that maybe this is just a show trial. Let's put our foot on that. Okay, and holy crap, there's Hunter Biden's laptop. It's son of a gun. It's actually been, uh, been shown that it's absolutely real quick. Let's put our left foot green on that, try and put that fire out, and then over here is uh, Russia, hunt uh, 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 Trump, uh, Russia collusion, son of a gun. That that uh, right hand red is uh, on fire. Let's try and put that out. And right now, there's so many fires being created by this nonsense. They're trying to put them out, and it's a losing battle because all of their arguments, all of the things that they claim are true, are nonsense. And it's blowing up in their faces. More from Steve Bannon. We're going to get 50% of the African American male vote this November. We're going to have. I agree that because. uh Forty-nine percent of African Americans. He's uh, Joe Biden has a forty-nine percent African American approval rating. Twenty-four percent with Hispanics. I'll blow it. Win.
15: We're going to win eighty to one hundred seat pickup in the House of Representatives. We're going to win the Senate. We're going to win
1: school boards. We're going to win. Uh, we're going to throw these these uh, Soros. Uh, pac- we're already winning school boards. In fact, we're even getting people ejected from them. And and oh, by the way, uh, did you notice we're also going after uh, liberal Soros endorsed prosecutors. FDAs We're going to win state legislatures.
15: We're going to win all the secretaries of state that are running. We're going to win the governorships, we're going to win the state legislatures. This is going to be a massive blot like 1932. You're witnessing, right
1: now, a political realignment like 1932. 100% and here's the reporter saying, well wouldn't that mean we'll have a a, a one party system? As a one party kind of uh, total government, do you want to destroy the Democratic Party? well, I, I, the Democrat Party has destroyed itself. I
15: believe that we will destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution. You'll have the squad and a progressive party, and you'll have the
1: neoliberal neocons that the January 6th committee is. You'll have Liz Cheney on one side and, Kin- and Kinzinger. And good luck with that. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Pelosi has not uh, unveiled 14,000 hours of uh, Capitol uh, videotape with regard to January 6th. Maybe it's because Trump supporters were begging the police to stop the violence. Why are
15: you letting this
8: happen? Why haven't you called for backup? Where is your backup?
1: Now, this has been echoed by numerous protesters begging the police to get involved. Why are you letting those people wearing the black like Antifa break out windows? Yeah, maybe that's it. All right, coming up. Uh, Elon Musk is my new hero. He's given snowflakes a little what fur. That's coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800 922 This is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I hope your uh, Friday is going well thus far. And, of course, it is uh, it's Father's Day. Fargeoff. My Farja. So, uh, for those of you who had a father, I want you to uh, have a great Father's Day. And for those of you who are a father, uh, have a good one. Have a good one. Will ya? Uh, A lot of stuff to get to the final hour. I do want to get to um, uh, Elon Musk giving Snowflake employees a little what for... Um, We're seeing a lot of this, uh, what I've talked about. um, I call them Candy owl kids. Uh, These are uh, kids, when I I was growing up, and I I actually told my wife about this the other night. She hadn't heard me talk about it, because she doesn't listen to my show, but that's cool, Um, because she works, and you know, whatever. And she hears enough of me off the air, so why the hell? But I was talking about Candy owl kids, and how when we were kids, we were uh, Generation X, the last analog generation. And they used to have the grocery store checkup, but it was always the same. Grocery store checkup lined with candy because, you know, kids ask their mom and dad for candy. And, uh, you know, and, you know, that's the way they sell the candy. Makes sense, right? Well, when I wanted a Snicker bar or I wanted a, you know, whatever, I'd say, hey, mom, can I get a whatever? And she'd say, um, no. And so I'd say, "Well, I want a candy bar," and she'd say, "Double no!" And when we get to the car, we're gonna have a talk. And the candy aisle, the, the whole thing just kind of went away. And you know, so now we've got literally created uh, candy aisles, meaning that uh, they, there are lines at the grocery store. There's no candy, and they they have they used to have signs that said "No candy aisle," and then. Uh, Apparently, some kids began reading a little early when they weren't, t- probably because they're getting all that material about transgenderism, and they needed to be able to read that. But uh, so they stopped taking down the sign, but it's fairly obvious, which is the non-candy aisle. And then uh, and, and, and I also started to see uh, kids when they, when mom had asked for candy, they'd throw themselves down on the floor and just screech and yell and make a gigantic scene until mom bought them the candy. That's why they created the non-candy aisles. So I call the kids who behave that way candy aisle kids. And they think they can do that. They've done it on campus quite successfully. If a conservative speaker comes like, oh, let's see, Alan West a couple weeks ago, chased off campus, is one of his handlers, literally threatened with their life. Uh, the candy Out kids, they can't have the freeze speech. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they've had uh, numerous uh, administrators. In the case of uh, the University of Missouri, the chancellor and the president, because Black Lives Matter decided to camp out on the quad, Literally, instead of confronting the kids and saying something like, I don't know, my catchphrase, get your asses to your classes, they resigned. They didn't resign. They didn't resign. We have failed, and we are so sorry that we have failed. No, you just say, um, you're not in a position to demand anything. So, uh, get your asses to your classes. That's what I would say. And then I would say, if you don't do that, then we will expel you. No, it's really odd. Because administrators would never do that, right? But they did it for kids who didn't have COVID shots, right? Kind of weird that way. Kind of weird that way. So uh, Elon Musk is my new hero. And this movement on campus has attempted to move off campus into the workspace. And it's worked quite successfully. The snowflake, uh, the little snowflakes, the little Candy Owl kids have been able to throw temper tantrums to get things done. And then Netflix said, uh, no, we're going to go ahead and keep um, Dave Chappelle. Even though the Candy Owl kids went out and they, they held a protest and they said they were going to do a work shutdown, the whole deal. And then Netflix just suddenly wrote him a letter and said, hey, if you don't like it, then uh, go work somewhere else. What? And guess what? It worked. So that's what Elon Musk is doing. That'll be coming up. Just, just give me a few. Uh, I do want to mention one other thing about uh, January the 6th. Uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk, Republican from Georgia. Not to be confused with Elliot Loudermilk, the guy who uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait played in the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray in 1988. Can you tell I watched a lot of television growing up? So anyway, Barry Loudermilk released audio of several death threats he received following the January 6th protests and riot. Now, apparently... Louder uh, Loudermilk showed a group of a dozen of his constituents through the, uh, the Capitol on January the 5th. And this is not uncommon. In fact, it, it's kind of cool because you're my representative. Uh, you know, can I get passes to go into the ca- Capitol? Sure, 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 we'll send you the passes. Well, he actually literally took people on the beginning of the tour. And uh, the, the, uh, the January 6th committee decided to go after him saying what they were doing is scoping out the building. So they could go in and uh, and burn it down. So they, they were literally saying of this congressman that, oh, yeah, the reason why he's giving the tour is he's casing the joints so he can tell them where to go so they can come in and destroy and burn and everything, which they never did. So it was a lie. It's been exposed as a lie. And uh, the J6 committee has, has uh, had to drop that. But it didn't stop the uh, the death threats from coming in. This, my friends, is the left, by the way. If you have any concerns about where the threats and where the violence are coming in the country, it's not from supposed white supremacists. It's certainly not from the pro-life movement. It's coming from and always has come from the left in this country. And here is what the congressman got on his voicemail. Listen.
14: I hope you get dragged in front of a military tribunal. I hope you get a Marine firing squad. That's too good for you. That'd be too good for you.
1: And have a happy Father's Day this weekend.
14: I hope you die a billion mother deaths, and how you s mother f***. Obviously I think uh, I like the nine eleven attackers better than I like you. You traitor!
1: Yeah, this is what inflammatory language and nonsense does to the rabble. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we're hearing from the left with regard to uh, abortion and Roe v. Wade, like Chuck Schumer screaming that Judge Kavanaugh was going to pay the price. And then ultimately there was an assassination attempt on him last week.
14: Because I want to see you with a shank
1: and twisted shank in your throat, okay? You fucking traitor mother Oh, wow, did he say mother-father? I don't know. It's Father's Day this weekend.
12: the answers your phone, you deserve to be beaten just like Kadapi
14: was. You deserve to be dragged out onto the streets and beaten
5: until you're a-
1: If any one of these people had uh, gone to a, uh, a school board meeting and protested against CRT, they'd already be under investigation by the FBI. But in this case, not so much.
3: Bloody mess. You are a traitor. And should wow. put a forty-five in your mouth and pull the trigger and what? blow your treasonous brains out, you
13: son of!
3: Wow, a. I think he's a traitor. He better uh, beef up his security.
14: He's a garbage, you family, and
3: my
10: boot when they some
1: <laughs> my boot will be up. I'm sorry. Am I running a, an accidentally running an episode of the Jerry Springer Show here? There's a lot of beeping.
14: When you know, maybe it's longer, cops on the protected by whatever the like <laughs> f- <laughs> piece of s- like you. Wow, scumbag. If I don't you, or know, you, get your friends and you let them know. Right. I'm on my way to you, yeah. you piece of subhuman. S-
1: yeah, there you go. That's that's just uh, that's just awesome. Yeah. yeah, certainly we need to be afraid of the people who showed up at the Trump rally to protest peacefully and all of that stuff. That that's just really funny. That is just really funny. Hey, what I didn't mention yesterday or today, I should say, is that uh, Gavin Newsom has decided to join Truth Social. That's Donald Trump's uh, uh, social media platform.
10: On the policy of
1: truth. Thought I'd throw a little uh, Depeche Mode in there as kind of a theme song. The now, the reason why uh, Truth Social was created was because so many leftists uh, essentially are a faculty lounge. Um, they are the board of directors for social media companies like Twitter and like Facebook. We know that they are devoted leftists. We know that one person was in charge of banning Donald Trump from Twitter for political reasons. Okay. Uh, while keeping rapists, while keeping uh, uh, Iranian mullahs on uh, Twitter, they went after Donald Trump to quiet him. It's the same thing the January 6th committee is trying to do. They're trying to take down Donald Trump. They're trying to silence him and ultimately uh, get him to not run for office and- 2024 or uh, legally or illegally prevent him from running. But the Truth Social was founded by Donald Trump because, A, conservatives have been shunned by the big social media companies and destroyed, I speak from experience, and so they created Truth Social. And here's the amazing thing about Truth Social. You can be on Truth Social and be liberal, but not necessarily liberal. You can be left of center. You can be a Democrat. They won't ban you. They won't shadow ban you like they do on Facebook and Twitter and have for years. Now, here is Gavin Newsom, who is an awful governor, who is a a tool. And uh, here he is with his first video on Truth Social yesterday. Hey, everybody. It's Governor Gavin Newsom. And I know we're all on this platform in search for the truth. But the truth is I've not been able to find a simple explanation for the fact that we have a red state murder problem. Eight of the top ten states with the highest murder rates happen to be red states so the question is what the hell are you talking about what are the laws and policies in those states that are leading to such carnage because the uh, blue run cities are in them you doofus it's not about the state it's about the cities. It's about the centers of population like New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Gary, Indiana and St. Louis, Missouri and Baltimore. OK, they are blue cities. I hate that red and blue crap, by the way. That was created when Barack Obama was running for president to distract from the fact that he's a yeah, Marxist. he's He leans wicked left into like Stalin country. So as far as red and blue, I don't believe that nonsense. The reason why uh, there are high murder states in, uh, uh, conser- I guess, conservative or Republican. Or, uh, Republican uh, governor states is because big blue cities are there run by Democrats and have been run for about oh I don't know 50 60 years and that's caused the problem so welcome welcome to truth social look what just happened there I let Gavin Newsom speak I played his soundbite and I refuted it I didn't shadow ban him I didn't cover it up I didn't banish him it's weird how that happens It's kind of crazy when you have to defend your intellectual position with common sense, reason, and facts. That way, you can get curb stomped without doing a January 6th committee with no rebuttal at all. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec.
12: If
0: you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: It It is the uh, Rob Carson Show coming up out of the hour. Rogan O'Hanley, former Hollywood entertainment lawyer turned conservative commentator. Uh, We're going to be talking to him about, uh, well, I want to talk about social media. Definitely talk about that and uh, defending the Constitution, among other things. So we'll uh, visit with him about some of the things that are going on in the world. Uh, And the country, as far as free speech and whatnot, uh, at the bottom of the hour. How does that sound? How does that sound? So I mentioned that uh, the uh, candy Isle kids have decided that they're going to get out of school. And since they were able to throw their hands up in the air and march around and burp, 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 march around and make some noise and, uh, and uh, get to conservatives uh, chased off the campus, they thought they'd do the same thing in the real world at their new workplace where they're paid lots of money. And um, it's not working out so well for them. Um, if you work for big, woke companies... Then uh, possibly, you know, you work for Disney, then there's a little bit of that going on, you know, and, and all of you conservatives at Disney are being shut out, and most of you are conservative, and most of you don't want children to be taught about sex and sexuality when you're, when you're uh, you know, the kids are between four and, I don't know, say uh, nine years old. Uh, that said, uh, Elon Musk, um, some SpaceX uh, uh, staff wrote a letter slamming Musk's embarrassing tweets. It was posted to the company's internal uh, comms system on Wednesday for all 2,600 staff to see. On Thursday night, COO Gwen Shotwell announced some of the staff behind it had been fired. I love that name, Gwen Shotwell. It's like Felicity Shagwell. <laughs> <clears throat> She claimed they pressured other workers into signing it and that it constitutes overreaching activism. Musk recently acquired uh, Twitter in a hostile takeover propelled by his passion for free speech. That's an aside there. So in the letter, the unnamed workers gave the company's directors one month to swiftly and explicitly separate from Elon's personal brand. Now, what I said on the university campus, like the University of Missouri, where the chancellor and the president quit because some uh, uh, snowflake, uh, uh, you know, candy aisle kids decided to camp on the quad there and pitch a fit because of uh, nonsense uh, charges of racism like a poop swastika drawn on one kid's door that uh, the kid did, you know. But anyway, that, that said. Um it it, it didn't uh, work on campus, but it, it I mean it worked on campus. They were able to get the Chancellor and the President to quit. Well, I ain't gonna work in the real world. So uh they demanded that the company become more inclusive and said its zero a hole policy was not enforced clearly. Apparently there's a zero a hole policy, which would probably get a lot of uh no, I'm not gonna go there with radio. <laughs> It's unclear exactly how many people signed it or which employees instigated it, but slammed Musk for his unfiltered comments on Twitter, his new company, and called them unprofessional. In an eternal statement from Gwen Shotwell, SpaceX president and COO, the uh, letter's solicitations and general process made employees feel uncomfortable, intimidated, and bullied, and or angry because the letter pressured them to sign on to something that did not reflect their views. Now, here's what the letter said. As SpaceX employees, we are expected to challenge established processes, rapidly innovate to solve complex problems as a team. Sounds just like the same mental masturbation that the White House uh, 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 cabinet's doing every single day. You know why? Because they're all academics and bureaucrats. They talk the same way and use failing, failures as learning opportunities commitment to these ideals was fundamental blah 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 but for our technical achievements spacex fall, fails to apply these principles to the promotion of diversity equity and inclusion with equal priority across the company resulting in a workplace culture that remains firmly rooted in the status quo So here we are. We're off campus. We're going to start talking about this diversity and equity, inclusion and stuff. And uh, Elon Musk is like, um, uh, get your butt to work and, uh, and shut up. So anyway goes on to the rest of the letter. Elon's behavior in the public sphere is a frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for us, particularly in recent weeks. As our CEO and most prominent spokesperson, Elon is seen as a face of SpaceX. Every tweet that Elon sends is a de facto public statement by the company. It is critical to make clear to our teams and our potential talent pool that his messaging does not reflect our work, our mission, or our values. SpaceX's current systems and culture do not live up to the stated values as many employees be continue to experience unequal enforcement of our oft-repeated, no, a-hole, or zero-tolerance policies. Then they it a list of demands, even though they're just employees, like they're just students on the campus of uh, America's universities. I mean, nothing against you, just employees. But see, when you're just an employee, you do what the boss says. That's it. Or you lose your job. Here's the demands: public address and con- con- um, we want the company to publicly address and condemn Elon's hurtful Twitter behavior. SpaceX must swiftly and e- explicitly separate itself from Elon's personal brand. Define and uniformly respond to all forms of unacceptable behavior. This is a demand, by the way. Clearly define what exactly is intended by SpaceX, no a-hole and zero-tolerance policies, and enforce them consistently. Another demand. The collaboration we need to make multiplanetary is incompatible with the culture that treats employees as consumable resources. Our unique position requires us to consider how our actions today will shape the experiences of individuals beyond our planet. Staffers wrote that his tweets, especially in recent months, have become a source of distraction and embarrassment. So what happened was the CEO, Felicity Shagwell, I mean, Gwen Shotwell, said, um, uh, get your butt back to work and shut up because um, we provide a great workplace and, more importantly, we provide A workplace. <clears throat> The note apparently received more than 100 comments and staffers who generally supported the comments called on leadership to address Musk's behavior. Well, they decided not to address Musk's behavior and to fire the people who started it because um, they have no say in it. Uh, as with uh, university students suddenly wanting the university to address nonsensical, non nonexistent uh, problems like racism on America's camp, I um, uh, university presidents should say you, um, you are not in a position to demand anything. That's what you need to tell people like that, employees like that. They start demanding stuff. Um, you're not in a position to demand anything. And the fact that you are demanding something like this says to me that you are not loyal to the company and all you care about is your demands. So with that, buh-bye. See ya. Go work for another company. How about, uh, I don't know, Yahoo or Amazon? It's Rob Carson Show. Stick around. It is Rob Carson Joe on a Friday on the phone on the Newsmax hotline. We have Rogan O'Hanley. He is a former Hollywood entertainment lawyer turned conservative commentator known as D.C. Drano on Instagram. And he joins us on the phone. Hello, my friend. How are you today?
6: I'm doing well, Rob. It's nice to be in the presence of probably the best radio voice since Rush Limbaugh.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. You do kind of have, after like 30 years of doing it, you end up having a radio voice. So no matter what I sound, whatever I say, I sound like I'm on the radio, even if I'm at the grocery store, and I say, excuse me, how much are your avocados? It sounds like I'm on the radio. It's weird that way.
13: <laughs>
6: it's weird that oh. way. It's a natural gift.
1: So let me let me uh, let's talk about you real quick for those who don't know you and what you're all about. Uh, you obviously have some uh, roots in uh, in the left coast with regard to being an entertainment lawyer, and then you became a conservative. Tell me about that genesis. Uh, what happened for you?
6: Well, thankfully, I was uh, raised right and uh, been a conservative for at least twenty years. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was a. Hollywood entertainment attorney, um, grew up on the East Coast, went to University of Chicago law and ended up during the recession. You know, the best job I got was in <laughs> LA. So it wasn't like I always wanted to be that, but I, you know, tried to make the best of it in, in tough times back in uh two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So yeah, yeah. um, you know, ended up doing that. But as President Trump became more popular and when he ultimately won. I felt like I could not support the sitting president of the United States without jeopardizing my career. So I made an anonymous Instagram account called DC Drano, got uh, 40,000, 50,000 followers and decided to leave everything behind, move to the... Free state of Florida, and do everything they can to help save this country. Now, your folks.
1: You said you were you were raised right. Were your folks conservative? Were they were they rush babies? Were they rush acolytes or something? Or just they just came by it uh, came by it naturally.
6: No, they were they were pretty moderate independents. You know, I grew up in Massachusetts and Massachusetts is kind of interesting because even though it's a blue state on the national scale, we've only had one Democrat governor in the last 30, 40 years. Uh, You know, and and, and when you think about even Mitt Romney was the governor there. So it's a very moderate uh, state. And I feel like if it weren't for the Kennedy family having such a legacy there, it would it would be, uh, you know, there would be a better mix of Republicans at the national scene. but. People just kind of love the Democrat brand there because of the Kennedys. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but I think a lot of them are waking up to what the Democrat Party has become.
1: Now, you have uh, written a book, a children's book, which I find kind of interesting. You don't see me. I mean, you look more like an MMA fighter than a children's book author.
13: <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> I mean, listen, if I was stepping in the ring with Rogan O'Handley, I'm thinking I'd go, you know, I'm going to go ahead and forfeit this one. I'm just going to go in for it.
6: <laughs> well, it's funny because sometimes people come up to me and they're like, why do you look so angry? I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just my face. I'm actually in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: Nancy Pelosi's the same way. You're like, why do you look surprised all the time? I'm not. It's just my eyebrows are stuck this way. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about your book, man, because your book is, is kind of a double entendre because it's called Unmuzzle Me, Please, which is about uh, censorship, but also uh, kind of uh, a wink and a nod at forcing children to wear stupid masks. Why don't you tell us about this?
6: 100%. Yeah, I never uh, you know, really thought I'd be writing a children's book one day, but I was approached by a really great company called Brave Books. They co-wrote uh, The Pot Against the King with Cash Pits.
1: Jack Patel, no, yeah,
6: promoted by President Trump a lot. Uh, they've got a book deal with Dinesh D'Souza, the Hodge twins, so Jack Posobiec. So you know, they're they're kind of. Um, I, I was inspired by their story. Yeah, uh, it, it was started by a doctor a year and a half ago, Doctor Trent Talbot, and he was a very successful medical doctor. But he he honestly he saw that cuties was being played on Netflix. Now, to be yes. clear, he did not watch it, yeah. but uh, he has daughters, and he looked around and said, "I gotta I gotta start fighting back," and yeah. so he made this conservative children's book publishing company called brave books and you know they hit me up and they're like would you like to co-write one i was like absolutely free speech is my thing i'm banned by twitter i'm in a lawsuit against twitter we're in the ninth circuit court of appeals so it's a perfect match and you know the whole point is that this book will help educate your children about you know traditional american values pro god pro-family pro-freedom but in like a fun way there's lots of interactive games you know i recorded a bunch of video content that's a little bit humiliating but it's for the kids (laughs) um so you know uh so but but it's great because it teaches the value you know free speech of the sanctity of life of being pro-family of being pro-america of helping the weak so it's just a great series, and you can uh, get a monthly subscription. You get a book every month, I love uh, it. bravebooks.com.
1: I love this. Now, you know, when Rush was alive, uh, Rush Limbaugh had a series of books called Rush Revere, and and he went <laughs> at this, and he sold the hell out of those books because it was basically to put back in perspective the greatness of America with a bunch of... And and the left went bananas. The left is going bananas over Cash Patel's book. He's being taken down left and right and all of this. And all you're doing is saying, Saying, hey let's have a little balance here we're not here to brainwash anybody like the left is with you know drags drag queen story time uh, what sort of headwinds are you facing from the left with regard to your book uh, unmuzzle me please
6: you know it's since uh president trump got behind cash patel's book brave books has been hit uh as a unit by so many Sides. Jimmy Kimmel did a full uh, monologue about it oh, and, and was making fun of it. Um, you know, Google actually suspended the ad campaign for the books for yeah. a couple days until there was a big outcry. So they clearly see it as a threat. I I always have this saying, you know, if you don't have any haters, you aren't doing anything important. And so since we're getting hit by the biggest, you know, forces, big tech, big, you know, Hollywood media shows it right over target, shows that this is the book. Series that
1: you should get to your kids. Now, Rogan, I was talking this morning on the show because uh, a, a group of uh, a group of uh, SpaceX employees got together and wrote a memo. They distributed uh, to all of the employees saying that, um, well, issuing a bunch of demands about Elon Musk and his tweets and saying that it doesn't re- represent the company and we're embarrassed by it and all this. And the COO of the company fired a bunch of them. And I think it's Good. great because here's you know, for for years we've seen these snowflakes, candy owl kids on campus. They throw a tamper tantrum and they were able to ban speech by doing that. And what they attempted to do was the same thing they tried to do at Netflix with Dave Chappelle. And, uh, and, and Netflix finally came around and says, we're keeping Dave Chappelle, and if you don't like it, work somewhere else. Well, this actually came from within the company, and rather than the CEO going, you know, right, maybe we've offended some people, maybe we've, you know,
6: they said, you know what, buy. Mm-hmm. Buy. We you don't know, need I, this I,
1: nonsense. I, I... Go ahead.
6: If we had true free speech in this country on social media and if we had honest elections, I believe America is a 65-35 conservative country, Easily, especially now with the gas prices, the inflation. And so I think some sensible and courageous CEOs and COOs are are doing the math. And, you know, Netflix, when your stock tanks $100, when you lose $60 billion in market share, look (laughs) at Disney, right? When DeSantis hit them, they shut up. Because they are seeing that this isn't, uh, you know, th- th- these aren't the years of old where you know being woke was was the trendy thing. The American people are waking up and they're fighting back with their dollars. When we can't have honest elections, until we can fix that, we're going to fight back with our dollars and we're going to pick companies that choose to make American content and you know uh, pro American content. And the SpaceX employees, what a dumb move! What yeah. a dumb move! You you work for. Uh, Elon Musk and you're going to call him out and still expect a paycheck? That's coming out of his pocket? Hell no. So that, that's just, that's just well, listen, uh, you listen, know, victimhood 101. You,
1: you'll love this. Listen to this. Uh, they said uh, hold on. Uh, Elon's behavior in the public sphere is a frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for mm-hmm. us. Uh, <laughs> SpaceX's current systems and culture do not live up to his stated values. And then it issues a list of demands including uh, condemn Elon's harmful Twitter behavior. And the COO said No. And you're fired. I I think this is finally they tried floating the same crap they've been floating on college campuses for decades, in the real world. And a this this they headed it off to the past before it could get so public, like Florida, before a state mm-hmm. had the before a state had to literally draft legislation to fight, you know, against some of this nonsense at schools. This is the COO who just said, listen, if you don't want to work here, GTFO, find another job. And I'm so. So glad to see this finally
6: happen yep i'm i'm glad too and that's i mean again you know you can you can tie it to politics and wokeness whatever that's just employment 101 don't talk smack about your boss publicly if yes. you want to keep your job <laughs> i you. mean I, I don't you know who, and who are they to judge who are these people that work for elon elon musk is probably the most prolific entrepreneur and inventor in modern human history and yeah. you're going to pretend You know, probably from the HR department or wherever that you know better, get out of here. Go go find another job. You can go work for uh uh, you know, I don't know, Disney or Netflix. I mean, it, well, not Netflix. <laughs> not anymore. Actually no, you'd have to go work for Ben & Jerry's too.
1: Ice Cream or something. Maybe Ben & Jerry's yeah. is still hiring. So it's interesting also you bring up uh, uh, Elon Musk, and we are so polluted with BS, uh, and we are so, you know, focused on this this stupid supercomputer in our front pocket that uh, we fail to realize, like, this guy is in a slightly insane genius. And what he has done, literally, uh, did you see the video a couple weeks ago where not only did he land two rocket or an a rocket upside down from or right side up from orbit he did two two at the same time these giant rockets probably 200 or 150 feet in height coming down simultaneously and landing in perfect uh, uh perfect symmetry like a marching band and when you look at what he's done to space exploration versus what nasa has done since about 1960 What he's done, and nothing against NASA, is remarkable. And rather than bitch about, oh, he said a bad tweet, how about be a part of what we're seeing, which is the most historical uh, move forward in space exploration since we landed on the moon? How about that? What are your thoughts on it?
6: 100 percent. Well, Elon, when it comes down to it, he's a disruptor. He's an innovator. Okay, He made PayPal back in 2000 or 2001 he took a huge check i think 60 million he could have went and sipped margaritas on an island for the rest of his life but he went back and then he made tesla then he made spacex then he made the boring company he's made uh solar city he's got you know so many companies and uh he's a disruptor okay yeah so he's gonna rock the boat when he sees a problem he's gonna speak out against it and if Uh, you uh, don't uh. agree with it Uh, I know there's a great way to lose money, and it's called betting against Elon because everything he touches turns to (laughs) one of the most successful things in human history. So, again, just – just the arrogance to think that you know better than Elon Musk on how to run a company. You know what? You're you're not SpaceX material. You can go work somewhere. Go work for uh, you know Amazon's. I got to you, and,
1: and you know, you know, Logan. Um, the thing is, uh, when you were like work at a radio station, if you circulated a memo about the GM saying that I think we need to unite because the GM, you your butt would be fired so fast, you wouldn't even get a chance to. I mean, there would be no discussion whatsoever. And I think this takes a good deal of audacity by these candy aisle kids listen uh we got to run rogan i appreciate your time today again the book is uh is called "Unmuzzle me please and where can people find it my friend
6: bravebooks.com we don't have it on amazon because we don't want to work with the wokesters so bravebooks.com get the monthly subscription okay okay and then you're gonna get a book every month written by some of your favorite you know co-written by some of your favorite conservative speakers i love it and again if president trump is talking about it and they're trying to cancel it it's probably a good thing to get to your kids
1: hey rogan it was great having you on man let's have you on again soon okay thank you rob great talking with you Yeah,
6: we'll take a break you are listening to the rob carson
1: show
0: The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. You
1: know, that talk of uh, woke corporatism reminded me of uh, something that me and uh, Jim Gossett did about Disney. Oh, that's not it. That's not the one I want. I mean, that's really good. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's a really good one. But uh, let me find it. Hold on one second. Uh, I've got an even better one. Here it is. This is the song that I was talking about from uh, Jim Gossett about Disney. Sing along, if you will. If you haven't heard it, just listen. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity.
10: Disney says that you gotta say gay. They don't want pants. Say, nah. Ron DeSantis, saving the day. He just wants to protect young children. Yeah. Like a first or second grader from the left's indoctrinated. zippity do not zippity Zip-a-dee. Disney insists that you gotta say.
1: There's a bird on my shoulder. Zippity Zippity
10: and it just crapped. Those protesters read. are just a handful. Disney knows <laughs> they ought to fire them. They were nuts to ever hire them. Zippity <laughs> doo dah Zippity. <ELIPE twelve> <dressing> <aleganda> Ron DeSantis, he'll get
1: his way. Yes, he'll get. There you go. Thank you, Jim Gossett. He is quite versatile, isn't he? Two S's and two T's. jimgossettcomedy.com. dot uh, a, a bishop issued a decree, and that's what bishops do. They issue a decree saying that a school in Worcester, Massachusetts, can no longer bear the name Catholic because of its refusal to take down a Black Lives Matter flag and an LGBTQIAA plus Pride flag. The nativity school of Worcester has been flying the pride flag and the BLM flag underneath the U.S. flag for more than a year. Now, what many don't realize is that the uh, Black Lives Matter is founded by a Marxist. Uh, Patrice Cullers has also gone on to do nothing for the black community, but enrich herself by buying mansions in places like Los Angeles and Canada. That's what she does. Uh, She's under federal investigation for that, by the way. Uh, Bishop Robert McManus accused the school of being, quote, inconsistent with Catholic teaching by flying the flags. McManus said the church uh, supports the phrase Black Lives Matter. Why don't you put up, go ahead and put up the uh, Gazden flag while you're at it there. Go ahead and put up the, the Gazden flag. How will that work over for you? Yeah. I have no problem with the Gazden flag, by the way. It's not racist at all. If you think it is, you're high. Anyway, Black Lives Matter, um, he he, he said the church supports uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter, but went on to assert that the BLM organization had co-opted the phrase and promotes a platform that directly contradicts Catholic social teaching on the importance of the nuclear family, which Black Lives Matter says uh, needs to be destroyed, and I'm not kidding about that, uh, and seeks to disrupt the family structure in clear opposition to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Also, I might mention BLM is way, way down with abortion and abortion. Abortion since 1973 has literally caused at least 20% of the black population to be exterminated. And when you take the 20% of the population that's been exterminated and uh, what could have been their progeny and uh, their grand progeny, I guess, then we might be a 50% black country. But you see, Margaret Sanger uh, wanted the extermination of the black race, and uh, she's laughing up from hell this morning. So anyway, the bishop has been uh, referring to a statement published by BLM voicing opposition of the nuclear family, blah, 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 uh, and the, tra- uh, the traditional gender roles. There's that. The flying of these flags in front of a Catholic church send a mix and confusing and scandalous messages to the public about the church's stance on these important moral and social issues. If they want to continue to call themselves the Catholic school, then they should follow the guidelines. It's kind of like uh, writing a memo about Elon Musk and saying that he needs to change and he needs to do this and he needs to do that. Uh, Elon Musk just says, "Um, fire those people. So this bishop is saying, okay, just take Catholic off there and uh, there you go. You're no longer a franchisee, as it were, as it were. Uh, As a multicultural school, the flags represent the inclusion and respect of all people. These flags simply state that they are all welcome in nativity, and this uh, value of inclusion is rooted in Catholic teaching, according to uh, school president Thomas McKinney. Uh, And that's what he said. And, uh, of course, the bishop said, oh, that's really neat. That's cool. And uh, no. So there you go. We're winning, folks. The curb stomping is continuing, and it's going to get bigger and badder than ever by November. But the left is going to uh, pitch an unholy fit until then. Let's take a break, come back and wrap things up on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Don't want to step on the rage against the machine. Let it kick in. Got to let it kick in. Here it comes. Right here. Boom. Here it comes. Kick it, Tom Morello. There you go. Greatest guitarist. One of the greatest living guitarists in the history of mankind. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys for joining me today. God bless our police, our military. Uh, God bless uh, you and the dads and the dads living a deceased and have a glorious weekend. Make sure to check out Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax and Greta Van Susteren tonight at 6 on Newsmax TV. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you then.